looks phenomenal. Okay, they have um, they have a fantastic team. Really good chance to go win. We're gonna go take state. Good chance of that. And um, you know he's got all the tools he needs coming in. No doubt about it. But here's the um, here's the thing, man. You just never know, right? There's been a million quarterbacks that were a sure thing in hike school, but whenever they get to the next level, for whatever reason, doesn't pan out. I'm not suggesting that that's going to be the case with the Arnold kid, not at all. But it does make me wonder about the transfer portal for quarterback because I do you want to roll the dice again? To where, like, if something happens, all you're left with is you're left with a, a true freshman in Jackson Arnold. You're left with, um, you know, Nick Evers, which by that time you would hope that he would round into shape. And I guess maybe the way they attack that kind of tells us what they think about his progression. But I don't know. I, it, because I had the conversation with someone. It was just assumed that he's the new backup quarterback. And my first thing is, well, I don't necessarily Jackson know Arnold, that that's the case. It's just assumed that he's the next backup quarterback. No, what, I, what next year? Yeah, no, I think he's battling it out for Evers, and I think that that battle with Evers is kind of the, you know, the first real competition of who your starting quarterback's probably going to be the year after. So, so, yeah, I don't. You don't think that they go to the transfer portal for a backup quarterback? This offseason? Oh, I think there's definitely. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I think, I think there's definitely a chance for that. Um, yeah. After what happened this year, I would say that it's almost likely. Because, you know, That's year, what I think, year, two, I, year two for this staff is going to be so critical. Like, this year is what it is, and I think people have kind of started to accept that now. Not that it's acceptable, but – you can't have another year like this in year two. So they're not going to put themselves in that potential situation to get a quarterback. So, yeah, no, I, I think there's a there's a decent chance of that. Right. Well, which is tough, right? Because the sell for backup quarterback, like, if we didn't have – you'd almost feel better if you had no one, right, to where you can go out in the transfer portal and look for a starter – because the backup situation gets incredibly difficult. You know, hey, we want you to come in and be the backup. you got a chance to compete for the starting job, but most likely you're going to be our number two, and, you know, who knows what happens if you get that opportunity. That sales pitch, it doesn't just sweep people off their feet, well, if you know it what did, I mean. it did right? this past offseason when they named Dylan Gabriel the starter so early. But, hey, I think we're worrying about nothing here because I got a message last night, man, from Sooner Fanatic at Piggy2744, yeah. says, I went to the game last night. I've never seen a kid so talented. Reminds me of Aaron Rodgers, the way he throws the ball. So, I mean, I don't Woo! know what we're talking about here. It's done. It's done. It's decided. Well, Aaron Rodgers went to junior college out of hike school, didn't he? <laughs> and then yeah. transferred to Cal? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Hopefully he doesn't come with as much drama or half the drama that Aaron Rodgers brings to the table. No, hey, he, hey he, if he, he could th- if he could legitimately throw the football like Aaron Rodgers, I don't care. I don't give a damn about drama. Bring it on. Yeah, I'll d- we'll enough. deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, man, he looked good though, and you know, five star quarterback. OU fans, a lot of them watching him for the first time. There is going to be some pretty high expectations, and it's hard to live up to those. And 
I think he did last night with that performance. And, hey, maybe even a little bit more athletic than people anticipated with the right way that he ran right. the ball last night. He looked good, dude. Looked real good. Well, and, and here's the other thing. You know, sometimes it high school football is it's really difficult to figure out, like, just exactly who will translate and who won't translate. But, you know, they weren't playing uh, um, Fort Hilldale High School, oh, okay. Fort Gibson, right? Allen has a fantastic football program. There's been a ton of studs come out of there, and I don't know what they are this year, um, but they're coached really well. They're well-prepared. Uh, they've got some good athletes on there. So it's not like, I mean, you can take that, you take that a little bit, more than you would just a, a one-off sure. game. I no, mean, yeah. it was thought highly enough to put it on ESPN too. So, you know, again, there's no guarantee that anything translates. But uh, Allen's that's really a, good. That's it, about it, as good of a, a level of competition as you're going to get. And I think what Allen was five and one coming into that game last night. So they may not win a state championship. I don't really know, but you, you know that they got players over there, man. And he, he yeah, he oh, looked yeah. the part. And Peyton Bowen, by the way, also looked the part. Do you, you see that punt return touchdown that, that he well, had? Well, like a 60-yarder or oh, something like that? He was like dead to rights two times on that return, somehow slips out and ends up scoring a TD. Oh, you fans are you like, crazy, oh, yeah, 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 we want him too. And we, we want him too. I mean, can you imagine, though, just how dominant a football team can be in high school with a five-star safety and a four-star safety playing together? And – I mean, it's not like those are the only two talented guys back there. But that's pretty incredible when you think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got two five-stars on the same team. I don't care if you're playing high-level Texas high school football. That's going to translate into complete domination. Yeah, two two five-stars on the same high-school team. There's about, I don't know, uh, 95% of colleges don't have two five-stars on the same team. No. So, <laughs> that's yeah. That's accurate, yeah. So high school, yeah, you can you can imagine that it's going to be and, and, and I believe, pretty heavily in one direction. I believe Geyer's just that good. Like, they made Allen look like kind of a mid-level Texas high school football team last night, but I don't think that that's mm-hmm. reality. I, I, Allen's got a four-star OU offer at quarterback. They've got some really nice players. Some they they probably got several D one players on that team. I think Geyer's just that good with the top end talent that they have. Uh, which, by the way, Parker uh, sent me a board post on OUinsider.com. Uh, yeah. Someone asked how many organs equals Bowen. I don't mean to imply he's all about nil, but how many kidneys, plasma, blood, livers? Do we have to sell to make Peyton Bowen an offer he can't refuse? My kidney can go first. <laughs> Hang on to it. Hang on to it. You're going to need both through the rest of this season, I think. Oh so gosh. don't uh, don't get rid of one of your kidneys just yet. I did see a line the outside thing. the plasma place in Norman of uh, OU fans trying to get some <laughs> extra cash. Hey, it would be awesome um, if if they were able to flip him, flip him from Notre Dame. And uh, just add another stud on defense to an already really good recruiting class. But uh, that would just, I mean, that would be an awesome bonus. But don't like, um, I don't know. There's a couple of, you've got the Hicks deal that didn't go your way that we had hoped was, I mean, it felt like it was a sure thing for a long time. 
And then, you know, the, the Peyton Bowen thing felt really good for a while. And I know that that's kind of, I guess it's not trending negatively, but it feels like some of the buzz has worn off on that. Um, you still got Tessilia Kana out there. Yep. There's a couple a couple other options. I don't feel like if we don't land any of those things, like we're doomed. Like like the future of the program. They got the number four class hangs right now. in the balance. Surely no right. one's thinking and th- going about things that way. Surely. I don't know, man. The you know how the fuck the uh, the Hicks thing. No, hit. it was a totally different attitude. And I call it pre David Hicks and post David Hicks. Pre David pre David Hicks, everything was just optimistic and oh, you can close on anyone. Post David Hicks, it's well. I mean, Colton Vosick's going to go to Texas. I don't even know what we're talking about him anymore. That did right. some damage to a lot of people that day. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. I mean, it was a it was a big, a big no, moment. No, no, I get it. I get it. Recruiting is the lifeblood of the program, or at least that's how college football has been for the first 120 years. Um, that's all kind of changed here recently. Uh, not that recruiting – isn't still the 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 biggest thing about the you know the the future, but the transfer portal has changed a lot of that man. There's been some teams that have done really well in the transfer portal and really changed the outlook of their program. Kansas, you look no further than Kansas, um, Tennessee. I looked the at transfer. I looked at it yesterday. Right now, oddly enough, six of the top fifteen teams right now have a transfer portal quarterback. Tennessee at number three, Ole Miss at number seven, Oregon at 10, SC at 12, uh, Utah at 15, Syracuse at 14. Six of the top 15 teams have a transfer portal guy at the starter right now as a starter. Well, and and it goes a little bit, you know, deeper than that. Um, for example, Alabama, the Gibbs kid who is incredible at running back. He may really be good. their best player on offense. Um, outside of Bryce Young, they have Bama from Tennessee. Right, yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 quarterback, it's critical positions, but you know, it's it's other spots as well, like offensive line and skill position guys and defensive players. You know, and it's hard to even like go down the list and and just try to check all the boxes on everyone who's who's got transfer guys. Like USC, the entire team's basic. They're twelve now. Entire team's basically made up of transfer of portal guys. Uh, so it's going to be important. All that to say it's going to be incredibly important moving forward. Air Coverage Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Here's my three takeaways last night, says the 918. Jackson Arnold is so freaking good. Number two, I'll wait as long as it takes for Peyton Bowen because he's worth the wait. Three, I turned it off at halftime and listened to the Mustang game. Right when I turned it on, I kid you not, all I heard was – Jacoby Johnson is double teamed and makes the touchdown catch. Future is bright. <laughs> yeah, Jacoby Johnson had two TDs last night against Norman High. That did Stud. happen. Uh, let's see. All I need to know about Jackson Arnold is Texas Twitter says he's overrated. Start uh, fitting him for a yellow jacket, says Jim and Casper. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Anyone that goes to Oklahoma on Texas message boards is going to be overrated. And anyone that goes to Texas on Oklahoma message boards is going to be overrated, right? Isn't that how yeah, that works? Yeah, but Arch Manning is accurate. Come on, Teddy. That one's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. 
We'll see. Um, the good thing is, most likely, those two kids are going to have some battles against one another uh, uh, in the not-too-distant future. There ain't no doubt. And we'll decide it on the field, yeah, right? Sure. Uh, real quick, Peggy, happy birthday. I know Peggy is a very uh, – she's a big listener of the ref, so we want to wish you a happy birthday, and thank you for spending your birthday listening to these two clowns talk about uh, OU football <laughs> recruiting for the next hour. So thank you uh, very, very much for your continued support. We wish you a happy birthday. Again, Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Tyler McComas, no Parker Thune today. We got two-star Teddy in here today who once ghosted Houston Nuts on a uh, Arkansas <laughs> team camp in Fayetteville. Yeah, we'll tell you more about that nice. and uh, some other recruiting stories throughout the hour. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We are the Homo Sooner fans. Physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Thomas and Lehman, 405-651-3439. Interact with the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. And as they always are, they are listening to us all over the country via the Ref app. Just search K-R-E-F in the App Store to listen to us wherever you're at on the go. Honolulu, Hawaii checks in today via the Ref app. Awesome. Liberty Lake, Washington, Sarasota, Florida, Kerrville, Texas, Goose Creek, South Carolina, Sherwood, Arkansas, and for our small Oklahoma town of the day, Prior Oklahoma checks in. I, I know that's uh, up uh, by your neck of the woods. Prior counts as a small town, right? No. You don't think so? They do have a rock concert every single year. No, it does not uh, count as a small town. Why? Well, I Pryor's decent size. It's almost kind of, sort of, attached to Tulsa. Population, 9,417. I believe our cutoff is 10,000, so it does, in fact, count mm. as an Oklahoma small town. Sweet. Mm. Okay. If that's your call, I'll leave that call up to you. I mean, I gave a small town Have you ever been from there? the Northeast. Yeah, I played baseball there one time way back in the day. Well, well that's kind of what I'm telling you. It, has, it does not feel like a small town at all. Like, it's like, – the small. I feel like the small town you're talking about is like the drive through one or two stoplight town. Uh, no, and I mean – prior's we, not that okay, at all. Okay, there, there's got to be a certain – if I'm going to do an Oklahoma small town of the day – I can't be holding out hope that uh, Minko, Oklahoma is going to be listening in every single day. Like several towns, no, like Minko, gotcha. like there's got to be like a certain like ten thousand is kind of our cutoff. So it's it's prior. the smallest town of the day. Is, yes, is, you yeah, know, exactly. There we go. Exactly. Uh, speaking of the northeast portion of the state, geez, guys. All right, we hear you loud and clear. Listen to a couple of these scores from Oklahoma high school football last night. Bigsby. Beat Westmore seventy-three to six. Jinx beat Southmore ninety to nine. I repeat, Jinx beat Southmore last night ninety to nine. Oh my God! Dang, ninety. Yeah, ninety to nine. Woo! Ooh. Come on, guys. I mean, take a that's, knee or uh, something. That's mean. Hope Mike Lupica uh, didn't catch you uh, running up that score, Jinx. No kidding. Um. I mean, I think you're good once you get to 80, right? Did you? I don't. I don't know. The circ, I don't know the circumstances of the game, but 
Jeez. I think you're good anytime you are. I, I don't know. There's a point where a team is so bad, there's really nothing you can do to stop winning that that big. If you're like backups and third team, they're still way better. Because those guys that don't get to get in a whole lot are going to go out there and try and make plays and rip off long runs and all of that. So I, I guess at some point there's not a whole lot you can do if you're just that much better. Jeez. Jinx, 90-9 over Southmore. Bigsby, 73-6 to uh, to six over Westmore. 57 straight wins for Bigsby. That's the longest in the country. I still don't understand how that's possible that – and I know the schools are way broken up more over here in the west side. I get it. I mean, I understand all that, but that's a – I mean, that discrepancy, it still should not be that big in my opinion. I mean, come on, yeah. right? Um, some 918 listeners can, you know, tell us a little bit better about the situation up there, but it feels like that area – that's where a lot of families are starting because they they haven't always been the dominant football program that they are now. It's it feels like it's very somewhat recent for them, but I, I guess there's just been uh, Bixby. Well, yeah, but you're, I'm st- I'm talking about just in general. I mean, you just ripped off a bunch of scores, Jinx and over Southmore by 81 points, and Union over what Westmore by Bixby 70 points over Westmore. Oh, those big yeah. I, those. I mean, and I, I get that Bigsby's like the new spot and everyone's moving out there and I, th- that's the new new place. Like if you've got a your kid is a, a really good player, that's where you want to take him now. I understand all that. But holy crap, is there not a place here where everyone wants to take their kid to well, play football? Well, uh, the enrollment's more split up here. now. And, and someone sent us the enrollment numbers recently. I think Broken Arrow has the highest enrollment of any Oklahoma high school in the state. But, you know, Moore's got three schools, man. Norman's got two schools. Edmond's got three schools. And it feels like a lot of times when you're talking about those Tulsa schools, they just have a much higher enrollment. They don't break things up as much as the schools down here do. Well, it sounds to me like we're getting jobbed on the transfer situation. Yeah, well... 73-6 73-6 to six and 90-9 to nine hurts a little bit to the Westsiders. It's not very fun. I mean, there's – I refuse to believe that there's that many more football players of high caliber in that area as opposed to here, considering that the population here is higher. I don't know by how much, but, I mean, a decent amount. Right. We got to loosen up the transfer uh, rules around here, or something. Something, man. It's <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. And, and there were a, a couple other lopsided scores that I didn't read from uh, from Tulsa schools. But you know, Jinx ninety to nine and Bigsby seventy three to six really kind of stuck out last night. So, so we're, let me ask you this: Let's say your son is a, an excellent football player. Looks like the kid's going to be a stud. Highly recruited kid, possibly. Um, like, where do you take him to play if you live here? And you've got uh, the availability to be mobile, so to speak. Um, hmm. Do you have 15000 or 20000 a year to spend on private school or no? 
Don't they give scholarships for good players? Uh, uh, well, maybe under the table they do at some of those. I have no idea if that's the case. Though. I thought they did. Just, all, all private schools at OKC, Heritage Hall and McGinnis, they're, they're giving away scholarships? I'd, well, I don't know. But I, we all understand that people are moving to Bixby to play on the football team, right? Sure, like, yes. It's not just like an organic thing that all of a sudden happened. They're moving there to play on the football team. So what I'm asking is, where do you move here? What football team do you move to play for? Uh, Mustang has probably, if I'm looking at like the past five years or so, Mustang's been consistently pretty good, uh, which they have the highest enrollment on the west side, by the way. Norman North's been pretty solid. So, I mean, probably one of those two. Here, here's the enrollment huh. numbers. Um, this just got sent to us. Broken Arrow is number one, 5,559. Uh, Union is two. Mustang is three. Jinx is four. Owasso is five. So in your top five, you've got uh, four Tulsa schools and then Mustang on the west side. Right. Well, I mean, I understand that. all the way that. down at 16. Dang, and they're still dominating. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, I mean, some of it is tied to enrollment, but I, it's not really. We're talking about, we're talking about a handful of enrollees that have a very specialized skill set in football. Is is what we're talking about here? I mean, yes, the mass. Like, if you have huge numbers, that does end up helping you. To some degree, but uh, when everyone starts moving into your district because of your program is the real critical factor. Yeah, and that's that's what we're saying. That's going on with Bixby right now, or at least it feels like. Yep. 57 straight, longest in the country. Can't hate it, I guess. Hmm. Mm. That's wild. Uh, I, and I don't know anything about like their their coach or where he came from or is it someone from another program that took over there like what's i don't know how that whole situation kind of blossomed <laughs> i you mentioned like where's the uh best place to send a kid if he's really good at football and he's around here and of course tuttle is on here uh carl albert is on here mustang is on here someone said enid is obviously the best place uh for all the best players yeah. jk please don't go there okay yeah well, I mean, there's a problem right there if the best talent is transferring to small school or smaller schools, which, you know, I got nothing against smaller schools and, and kids transferring there to play football. That's, that's totally fine. But, like, as long as everyone understands, on the other side of the state, all of those kids don't transfer to four, three, four, and 5A schools they transfer to the big programs. OKC schools suck at football, says someone from the 918. Plain and simple. Better coaching and culture in the uh, 918. Switch. Yeah, I mean, it's. Sounds like better transfer rules to this guy. There is a, uh, there's quite the culture up there, the 918, for, uh, for high school football. Uh, real quick, some recruiting Just, news yeah. nationally. Caden McDonald is supposedly going to be at Clemson this weekend. He was at OU last week. Uh, Malachi Coleman is going to announce soon. Doesn't sound like OU is going to be involved in that one. Sounds like it was more of an OU decision than a Malachi Coleman decision. 
sounds like he's going to pick the Huskers, which I think he got duped a little bit on these uh, Lane Kiffin to Nebraska rumors that were uh, thrown out yesterday. What, uh, Malachi Coleman? Yeah, he, like, put the eyeball emojis on a uh, on a tweet that was a flight tracker earlier this week from Oxford, Mississippi to Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen there. They're going to make a – they're going to make a hire, and it'll be interesting to see what Trev Alberts pulls off up there. Um, I mean, I know they've been planning on this move for a while, and I know they've got uh, – they've piled together some big pockets up there to be competitive in the coaching search, to be competitive in the NIL landscape. So – I don't know if, who they'll be able to convince, but it'll be it'll be fascinating to see what type of name they get in there. I mean, Lane Kiffin, I I give the guy a hard time, you know. I I just I've got such a I've heard so many negative things about him just through guys that played for him way back when he was at USC to whenever he was at Oakland. I I've heard so many things that I've got like this built-in narrative in my mind. Uh, about Lane Kiffin that is negative. But I'll say this. If he went to Nebraska, like that's the type of, of guy that could move the needle there a little In bit recruiting. just because. Yeah. yeah sure. And yeah, he could just get a quarterback he's, up he, there. I, I, I believe he could. He could get a quarterback, and I think he could hire probably a really good staff. And, you know, the question is, how long would you be able to keep him there? But here's the thing, man. Lane Kiffin, I – the, the Big Ten West compared to the SEC West is a it's a joke. So, I, it depending on like what his overall goals are, and I you know sometimes I wonder if he even cares. But I, if he wants to seriously be competitive and to be able to get out from underneath some shadows, I. You may have a better chance at Nebraska than than where you are currently. Yeah, let's see, Ole Miss trying to think of who they routinely finish behind in recruiting on a year-in-year-out basis in the SEC West, not the entire SEC. Alabama, Texas A&M, LSU. LSU. Some years Auburn. So, and maybe even some years Arkansas. So, like five or six. Well, now that Arkansas's got it rolling, it it may may look a little different. Five or six. Now you'd be recruiting against Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, Northwestern, who, by the way, Northwestern, uh, they have not won a football game since they beat uh, Nebraska in week one. They've lost five consecutive <laughs> games. Oh, my god! Northwestern has not won a football game in the continental United States this year. That's true. They are undefeated overseas. And if there is an overseas bowl, <laughs> they will get an invitation to it. But, dang, they have not won a game since August 27th. Yikes. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it really is. really is. 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Locked in on a football Friday. Keep it locked on the ref. We're the Homo Sooner fans. Four right now in the 24-7 sports rankings. Jackson Arnold was 25 of 28 last night for 334 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, 75-plus yards on the ground with one score. So five total touchdowns 
in a 49-7 win over Allen. Uh, there's uh, some questions on the text line saying, okay, yeah, but is he really all that committed to OU? Did that sound like a guy that was uh, truly committed to OU in that audio clip you just heard or no? Yeah, I think so. I don't question him. I, and in his What commitment. else you want him to say? Yeah, you know? I, I, I just, I don't, I don't, there are some, like Colton Vossett clearly I'll question, right? That's going to be a bumpy ride <laughs> the rest of the way here. I, I just I don't worry about Jackson Arnold whatsoever. Zero. Actually. I have if I'm well unless something unless something different happens from this point moving forward, um, where it sits right now, in my opinion, it's um I'm I've got him at a hundred percent. I've got there's nothing about that situation that worries me at the present moment. Now, that doesn't mean that that could change that can't change at some point in the future. It may, but as of right now, zero. No worries at all. Same. Same. I was uh <laughs> since you're on the recruiting show today, I was looking at your recruiting class back in 2000 to see what yeah. the, the hit rate of that class was. Uh it was pretty high, man. Jamal Brown was in that class. Well, he rolled in as a defensive end, right? Turns out to be a great offensive lineman. Uh, D line, yeah. Yeah. Wes Sims, five star, was in that. Oh, was in that class. Dan Cody was in that class. Ted Lehman was in that class. Though they spelled your last name with two N's on twenty four seven Sports. That's how highly recruited you were. Uh, Brian Odom was in that class. Brandon Shelby was in that class. Gayron Allen mm-hmm. was in that class. Mark Clayton was in that class. Lance Donnelly, Will Peoples, Antonio Perkins, Jimmy Wilkerson, uh, Ronaldo Works. Who else can I find in here? That That's kind of it. But, dang, man, that's a nice little hit rate for one of his first classes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Man. You've got um, – Four or five All-Americans in there? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Jamal Brown, Dan Cody was yeah. right. You were. Yeah. And yeah. Clayton was. And was, was Antonio Perkins. Perkins. So that's five. Yep. Jimmy Wilkerson yeah. wasn't? No. He left early. Yeah. Um, he, probably, he probably could have been. I mean, incredibly productive dude. Um, I'm trying to think. Is, I feel like... In, there's someone else in that class that's that we're not. Vernon Maxwell, listening. Terrence Sims, Juan Prishkar. Sims, don't remember him. Juan Prishkar. Uh, Michael Freeman, Howard Duncan. Um, I've heard you talk oh. about Cliff uh, Takawana. Takawana. Yeah, I've heard you talk about mm-hmm. him before. Uh, that's that's really. But Jared Estes, Charles Dupree, yeah. Darren Stevens. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was excellent, and so was the, so was the class the year before. the The class the year before had like Quentin Griffin, Derek Strait, Brandon Everidge. Um, I mean, the, the class the year before was was fantastic. Not to mention the um, the junior college guys that they brought in in Torrance Marshall, uh, Heupel. Um, oh, uh, the year before it was – I got it right here. D. Strait was, was there. Was Jason White in it too? Derek Strait was in that class. Michael Thompson was in that class. Uh, Jason White, Brandon Everidge, Corey Klein, 
Holder, Matt McCoy. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see, Quentin Griffin, Antoine Savage, Josh Heupel. Not bad. Not bad yeah. at all. For, for two classes, uh, you know, your first two, I'd say, you know, and a lot of that is not just – it's not just finding talent that was out there, right? I mean, you're not talking about a lot of super highly recruited guys. Now, some of them are for sure, but there there's a lot of guys that, you know, developed really well, and some guys – it took a while, like Jamal Brown took a while for him to turn into the tackle that he was. Um, you know, it's just so you just, Mark Clayton, it took him a while to develop into the player that he ended up being. So you had a mix of some good early guys, junior college guys that could, I mean, it's it's essentially like a transfer portal type of situation. I know it's, I know it's not, but like, you've got to have, some immediate impact guys, and you've got to have some project guys, you know? And just imagine what could have happened if you would have shown Matt Leiner a better time on his recruiting trip to Norman. Then what does it look like? <sighs> Dude, I've heard him talk about that recruiting trip like he hated it. I've told you about that before. <laughs> he fell that in love, dude, right? He fell in love. He was, He was like talking about how he had the time of his life give me a break he's just trying to clown but whenever he was here he loved it every minute of it it's funny he's really clowned that visit since then yeah acting like yeah absolutely like on a podcast or something that's weird yeah i'm trying to remember where he said something about it he may have said something about it on like big noon kickoff what that that he hated his Oklahoma visit. He said that on Big Noon Kickoff. Seriously, oh, uh, you should have rushed the stage and told him that he. What are you talking about? You no. fell in love at one of the bars. He's, there. He said it somewhere. I can't remember where, but what a loser, um, man! Is that like the West Coast <laughs> pressure to say that Norman, Oklahoma, sucks or what? Oh, uh, who knows? He probably doesn't want to tell. Uh, maybe he married his college sweetheart didn't want to tell her what a good time he had in, in norman oklahoma Probably. before he went to usc who was the uh most hyped ou signee slash recruit when you were at ou do you remember because you you left when ad rolled in as a freshman so it can't be him anyone in particular tommy tommy yeah you know uh tommy's a really good one who i always heard about was uh chijoke anyanagitcha who you he wasn't. With. He did not. Oh, did he get there in 04? He did not. Yeah, he oh, okay. wasn't there whenever well, I was there. Well, I, I do remember hearing all the I time know, They were about talking him. about him from, like, I feel like they were, I heard about the guy from, like, 2001 until. It felt like, like it felt like Usain Bolt was coming in to play corner for OU. It's basically yeah. what, what, the, what the thought was. And I don't even, you know, so I was gone. I never even got to see him play. I don't even know if he's any good or, or what. I, uh, he was, I mean, did he have for, injury issues? For what or? he was built up as, he was he was okay. He had, I remember in 05, I think he had an interception at Nebraska. Maybe it was a pick six, but he, he, was, he, was, he was okay. He was okay. But yeah. it was built up to be world-class speed over there playing corner. I don't know how anyone's ever going to complete a pass on him. One of those. I'm trying to think if anyone else was like, like Tommy, Tommy was, 
was built up, but as soon as he showed up on campus, it was like, like there didn't have to be any, okay, let's see it. I knew right away, like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's uh, – <laughs> that dude is – he was ready day one. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anyone else. I feel like we had a – I feel like we had, like, a big-time linebacker recruit. I'm just trying to v- remember Latimer, who it was. He was a five-star. Is that him? He, no. He, I remember Zach. He was, a, he was a good player. He was solid. Um and you could tell that like, he had some good tools whenever he showed up. But, like, I, the only person that I ever saw whenever they first showed up that I was like, oh, my God, is Tommy Harris. Yeah. You know, and there was there was other guys that slowly you started to see it, and you're like, oh, okay, um, kick and play a little bit. But that's why I'm always so hesitant because – I, pretty much my entire tenure was watching highly recruited guys come in and not be like, anything close to what the star rating was. Oh, yeah. And other guys that weren't rated high be really good, solid guys right away. Uh, we got to hit a quick break here, but we got one final segment of Locked In coming up next. 405-651-3439. We'll hit your text on the other side. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We are the Homeless Sooner fans. Elite Roofing Systems bringing you this hour of Locked In with McComas and Thune. No Thune today. Layman slides in with me until 6 p.m. today. EliteRoofOK.com for more information on Elite Roofing Systems. And thankfully, someone on the text line uh, sent us a link to exactly what Matt Leinert said. So this was before, uh, I guess, the OU Ohio State game in 2016. Matt Leinert tweeted out, headed to Norman tomorrow. Haven't been back since I was treated to Applebee's on my recruiting trip in 2000. Well, he said he said it on he said it somewhere fairly recently too, though it was way way more recent than 2016. But it was basically that same thing. You took him to an Applebee's. That was the game plan. Uh, we stopped there for a brief period of time. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Right there off of uh, Ed Noble Parkway, right? That's the right. The OG Applebee's back in the day. Heck, yeah, man. And when he tweeted that oh, out yeah. six years ago now, uh, Applebee's tweeted back and said, what should we stock up on, Matt? We'll be ready for you, which I thought was a pretty classic response. Yeah. Well, I'll just tell you that um, I – Hmm. Okay, I, I, look, Matt Leinert makes it sound like there were four people sitting in a booth next to a bunch of families at the Applebee's. I'm going to guess that's not the environment that he found himself in that night. No, not at all. Like, we went to Applebee's, but we didn't go to Applebee's for, like, appetizers and... Uh, yeah, okay, so... 
I'm trying to frame this properly, but we went to we went to Applebee's a lot in college, okay? <laughs> and it was a frequent, um, frequent early starting place. It's a great pregame spot, is what it is. That's Cracker Barrel now, apparently, because they serve beer. We found that out yesterday, but it used to be Applebee's off Ed Noble Parkway. Right. So, I mean, there's way more to the story, but I, he's he's trying to fra- – well, I don't know if he's trying to frame it that way or not, but needless to say, the kid had an absolute blast and Mark- was talking the whole night about how he couldn't wait to come. Yeah. Mark in Newcastle, Lighter doesn't like to eat good in the neighborhood. It's what, a, what a shame, man. Yeah, come on, man. It's a shame. Uh, maybe some wings. Maybe some. Uh, what was their? Uh, what was their other? Their Liner probably drank IPAs, is what he did. All right, the rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. <laughs> 